And that was something I did when I was starting to come off the pill. I kind of looked to cycle syncing and seed cycling just to give me that kind of that guidance so I didn't feel so out of my body. Because I think with PCOS, we can really feel that we're not really in tune with what's going on because our hormones are all over the place. And if we're not having a period of off our cycles or a little off, we don't really feel that we're that in touch with our bodies. So seed cycling and cycle syncing is a really, really nice way to kind of get back into touch with our bodies. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. A couple weeks ago on episode 132, I discussed the four types of PCOS and received a lot of responses. And not only responses, but you shared your story around your PCOS journey. And I knew in that moment that I wanted to spend more time providing resources and experts who can shed light on how to heal PCOS naturally. Now, in case polycystic ovarian syndrome is new to you, I want to quickly define it and then bring on my wonderful guest, Megan Hallett, who wrote a new book, The Happy Balance Book, that she co-wrote with the help of my dear friend, Nicole Jardim. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is one of the most common endocrine disruptors found in women. It's estimated that around 7 million women in the U.S. have PCOS, yet only about 50% of them know they even have it. Now, the syndrome is present throughout a woman's life from puberty even through postmenopause, and it affects women of all races and ethnic groups. Women with PCOS wrestle with an array of possible symptoms far-reaching health implications such as increased risk of cardiovascular disease and diabetes makes this already stressful symptoms a little bit more daunting. Now, it's important to understand that PCOS is a set of symptoms. The key primary symptom is a failure to ovulate regularly. Now, today's guest, Megan, is coming on to speak about her journey with PCOS and how she was able to get to the root cause and use food as medicine to heal her PCOS naturally. How incredible is that? Definitely a story worth hearing. But before we welcome on Megan to speak about how to create happy balance with PCOS, I want to take a moment and share a giveaway that I am excited to give to you that I'm doing on Instagram, which is happening today, Friday, October 18th. Now, if you have been listening to the last couple episodes, you would know that I am hosting my second annual Essential Oil Hormone Summit, and it's the most important work that I do all year long because this summit not only is designed to educate you about your hormones and give you powerful solutions, but it's also an epic fundraiser. And I know that the interviews are going to blow your mind. Now, as a token of my appreciation and love for registering for my free EO Hormone Summit, I am doing a giveaway. Now, I'm going to be giving away a signed copy of my Essential Oil Hormone Solution book and two of my favorite hormone-loving essential oil blends, my Superwoman blend and my Balance blend, which is my go-to stress-free blend. Now, this giveaway is valued at over $60. So how do you enter to win this giveaway? You're going to head on over to my Instagram post once you hear this episode today And my Instagram handle is at Dr. Marisa. That's at D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. And in that post, I'm going to mention the giveaway and how to enter. And what I want you to do in those comment section is to comment done. 
or you can head over to my stories and comment done there. Now, I will be choosing a winner on Sunday, October 20th, so you have a couple days to register and enter to win. The big thing that you need to know is one, go and register for the Essential Oil Hormone Summit. It's completely free and totally worth it. I'm gonna tell you why in just a moment. And then two, go to my Instagram page, check out that newest post. You're gonna see the giveaway there and comment done once you're registered. The link will be in my profile and the link will be in the show notes. And the link will also be in my Instagram stories as well, just to make sure I create as much ease and grace as possible. Now why you want to attend this event. Well, this is the one place you're going to learn everything there is to know about how to navigate perimenopause and menopause symptoms like hot flashes, fatigue, mood swings, and insomnia, how to regulate emotions, energy, and brain fog completely chemical-free, naturally reducing stress and chronic anxiety both at home and on the go, how to own your menstrual cycle with oils and key nutrients, and how to heal your liver, thyroid, and gut with powerful protocols. I don't know about you, but sign me up. There's so much great information. I mean, I even go into the estrogen detox pathways in my liver talk. You are going to love it. Now, we already have 30,000 plus new attendees who are registered this year alone, and more are joining every single day. Now, in case you haven't done it, if you haven't registered yet, I'm just going to give you the website so you can grab your free access pass now. It's going to be the eohormonesummit.com. Or again, click the link in the show notes for episode 135 and be sure to grab a friend to join you as well. Now, I'm excited to share your wins. And one healing rock star is ReD17, and she shared her story on iTunes just a couple weeks ago. Here is what she had to say I love this podcast. I highly recommend to women of all ages. Even if you don't have hormonal issues, Dr. Marisa covers a wide variety of issues. I always recommend this podcast to all my friends and family because of how much of a huge impact it has made in my life. I am truly grateful for this podcast because you have provided me and women with real health solutions, especially for those with hormone issues. I've been battling PCOS since 2012. 2014, my doctors recommended birth control pills. Within five years, I have struggled with weight gain, increased facial hair, hair loss, loss of my menstrual cycle, five years of nothing, struggle with infertility, inflammation in my body, increased stress, increased anxiety and depression, and I'm not even 30 years old yet. March 2019 is when I came across your podcast, and I have been steadily listening and taking notes, and I appreciate all the information, especially from episodes 4, 7, 10, 16, 18, 20, 42, and all the episodes, really. I have begun to eat clean, cut out sugar, incorporate essential oils daily, begun rituals to begin and end my day, begin gratitude journaling, drinking matcha tea daily, begin seed cycling, exercise, removing toxic relationships, and removing toxic chemicals within the home environment. Go girl! I am proud to say that I have lost weight, regained my menstrual cycle back, literally the first time this week out of five years. Overall, I feel better. I feel mentally, physically, and emotionally stronger. I feel like I'm regaining control of my life, and I'm truly thankful for all the help and all the hard work you put into your research and your podcast. Wow. Well, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for sharing your incredible journey and your incredible win. I am so happy for all of the wonderful success that you've been having in this last year. And yes, you deserve to feel incredible, especially under the age and over the age of 30. Now, if you're listening, ReD17, that is, by the way, that is her her iTunes um, name. 
I would love to gift you a signed copy of the essential oil hormone solution and a personal note from me. All you got to do is reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Marisa, and I will send it to you ASAP. I really do hope you reach out to me. Now, if you are listening, first, welcome to the show. This podcast is all about empowerment. And if it has helped you in any way, like the story I just shared with you, I would love to shout you out too. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you plug into. You know, the information that we share here, it's really cutting edge. It's new and you're not going to find it everywhere. And there are so many women who are looking for answers. As I mentioned earlier, over 50% of women who have PCOS don't even know they have it because they don't know where to look or we've normalized their periods. We've normalized their irregular cycles. And this is why these conversations need to happen. This is why we got to bring women to the forefront of what's going on with their bodies. And if you share it with them, you just open the door for those healing miracles to come on in. Now, let's dive into this real conversation about PCOS and how to balance it out naturally with Megan. But before I do, I want to just quickly sing Megan Hallett's praises right now. Megan Hallett is a nutrition and holistic health coach, nutritional therapist in training, recipe developer, food writer, and the author of the Happy Balance book, which she co-wrote with the help of Nicole Jardim. When diagnosed with PCOS as a teenager, Megan was frustrated to find doctors simply prescribed pills to mask her symptoms, rather than providing any information to enable her to tackle the root cause. She decided to take back control by diving headfirst into education and learning as much as she could, along embracing the incredible power of good nutrition. Let's bring her on. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Megan Hallett. How are you doing today, girl? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to have you as well. And mainly because I love, love your journey, love your authenticity. I am loving your new book. And, you know, so many women reach out to me and talk, ask me, you know, for PCOS recommendations. And I just wanted to be able to bring you on and share your wisdom. But what I'd first love to do is just have you share a little bit about your background and your story, specifically with PCOS, and then how that has inspired you to do the work that you do today. Yeah, I, where to begin? So I guess I guess I had a very, a really, really typical journey, if you like, with my PCOS. Got the diagnosis at about 18, but even before then, years before then, I had this kind of lead up to what I like to call a bit of a painful, long puberty that was full of symptoms like my acne was awful all the time. I had a real periods of time when my hair was falling out and I couldn't shift the weight regardless of how much exercise I was doing and how little I was eating. And that's something I would really like to talk about today as well, because all my friends were, you know, exercising and dieting and they all looked incredible. And I felt that I, whatever I was doing, no matter how hard I was pushing my body and how little I was eating, nothing would shift. And that caused me so much frustrating frustration. And then also my moods were all over the place as well. So I had a good few years where I wasn't really sure what was going on. I didn't have a period for a couple of years and it got to the point where I was just at a loss of what to do. Went to the doctor, was told that we were going to do some blood tests and do an ultrasound, found out it was PCOS, um, was kind of given the option of try to lose a bit of weight 
and then take it from there. And I couldn't lose the weight because all the information that I was given was so generic and calories in, calories out and just never worked for me. It drives me nuts when people think it that is you're treating that as the issue when it's a symptom of the actual root cause or whatever's going on in the body. You know, it's the first recommendation is just lose some weight. But it, what if what if weight loss is the symptom of the real issue, right? And then this 100%. Case, right? Yes. Well, you can't lose weight if it's a symptom of the actual problem. A hundred percent. Yes. Sorry, it just gets me worked up when I hear that. No, no. And it does with me as well, because I now eat more than I have ever eaten before. And I and weight when it comes to PCOS isn't always everything, but I am now at the healthiest weight I've ever been, able to maintain it. And I eat so much food. So I do look back at that time where I was seriously restricting and really trying to cut calories because losing weight obviously was the only option that I believed would help these symptoms. And nothing was working. So then kind of went back and was put on contraception, hormonal birth control. And that just kind of led to a few nice years where everything was under control and suppressed but then it almost felt that it wasn't really me and my body and again my everything did really did start to bubble up moods and eventually my skin kind of got back to where it was before and it didn't really my symptoms were definitely 100% better than they were it still didn't kind of solve these issues that I was tackling before and it gave me a period but obviously now looking back we know it's not a real period no it is not a real period. Let's make that really clear because so often people think that period bleeds are a real bleed and they are not. And what you and I have both discovered here is that hormonal birth control is literally just masking the problem. The problem hasn't gone away. A hundred percent. And so, and it comes back with a vengeance. Like it comes back and it's angry because we're suppressing all those androgens and what's going to happen is you rip that plaster off and they're going to go crazy. And I did find that. I mean, I was relatively lucky because during the time that I was on the pill, I started to educate myself and I started to learn a little bit more about PCOS and what was going on. And so I was able to kind of make that informed decision that I did want to come off birth control and I guess take my health into my own hands and heal everything naturally so I was able to then dedicate enough time to really implement the kind of the protocol that we talk about so much when it comes to hormonal balancing to then when I did come off the pill it wasn't as bad as I think sometimes we make it out to be but it still wasn't fun either I remember sitting in this yoga class and having this awful migraine two weeks to the day that I had come off it and I was like what's going on and it was the fact that my body was just like it had had enough since then have really kind of again educated myself and I studied at IAN and I'm currently almost done at CNM which is the College of Naturopathic Medicine here in London and I'm doing a nutritional therapy course and then I've also written my book which was quite a lovely way to end well not really end I think my journey is still very much ongoing but it was this nice kind of book end to all of those issues with PCOS to kind of have something to show for it. Absolutely. Well, it was such it's such a big journey that you have gone through. And I'm so grateful that you felt, you know, I always tell women so often that my story was not unique. You know, so often there's so many other women were dealing with the same issues that I was dealing with, yet I felt so compelled given the solutions that I was given, given how dismissed I was, how ignored I was, how isolated I felt, that I knew so many other women were in that same boat. Absolutely. And I think we 
we almost put quite a lot of power into our doctor's hands. I was very angry for quite a long time. Why was I not given more information on this? You know, I was told I'd probably never be able to have children, but we know that isn't true with DCOS. And I was very angry at that I was never given any advice when it came to coming off contraception I was never really taught about diet and lifestyle changes and I was very angry for quite a long time but we do forget sometimes that in an ideal world I think we could go to our doctor and they would be able to help with everything but I've learned and I'm sure you have as well that we need to take it upon ourselves to educate ourselves and also we live in a world now where there are so many people doing what we do naturopaths there are nutritionists there are acupuncturists and it is amazing to kind of navigate your way through this this space and find someone that really really understands you and there are people out there absolutely there are well talk to me a little bit about this beautiful book that you've written and what are some of the fundamentals that we can glean from who is this book really for you know if someone's on this journey and they're looking for resources how is this going to serve them on that journey yeah so the book itself i kind of wrote it with this everyday girl in mind and she was one of my friends and she has these symptoms that something isn't quite right in her endocrine system it doesn't necessarily have to be anything major but just a little imbalance that is throwing her off you know maybe her energy levels are a bit low maybe her, her skin isn't great um and it really is about just the education that I think I wish I had when I was younger. Um, and I say so many times that this is a book I wish my younger self could have read because we talk about all the different stages of life and what's going on with your hormones. You know, we talk about cycle syncing and the foods that are right for that. And we kind of dip into the, the again, like power foods that are going to really nourish your body. And there is also quite a lot on happiness and mindset as well and the, the impact that that can have on our bodies and our hormones. So I, that is really who it was written for. And then we do kind of dive in a little bit into PCOS and I do share my story, which I think is quite powerful at the beginning. It's quite nice, a nice way to open. And then obviously all the recipes, which were very fun to create as well with um, the kind of the idea that we're kind of starting from scratch and everything is plant-based, but then you can add what you want to the recipes rather than taking away. Cause I think I open quite a lot of recipe books and I'm very picky with what I want to eat and what I want to put in my body. So I wanted to start with quite a nice whole, whole plate full of rich kind of healthy plant foods. And then you can add in your quality protein sources, whatever they need. That makes so much sense. Absolutely. So starting with plants, and is there an amount of plants that we should be eating every single day, especially to support our hormones? So we know that our gut health is obviously huge when it comes to getting rid of those hormones that are circulating in our bodies, especially if you have just come off hormonal birth control, because we have this kind of influx of synthetic hormones in our body. So we, we really, really want to be ensuring that when you build your plate and when you build your meal, that the majority of it is plants and this means kind of non-starchy vegetables and dark leafy greens and you know you might have some whole grains in there as well just foods that are really colorful and really vibrant and there's been some studies that show we should be eating about 30 different plants a week and I think when I first heard that I was like oh my gosh but really that's not a lot at all I think we most of us will probably do that in about two days um, and that includes you know anything from cashews to, to sesame seeds they can be as as different as you like and that is how we kind of keep our 
gut functioning properly to get rid of those hormones that we just don't want circulating in our bodies because when we have that build up those are the kind of symptoms those are the things we see linked to symptoms such as mood swings and the really frustrating pms symptoms that you have leading up to your menstruation so i think I really talk about kind of our luteal stage and all the recipes in the book are kind of designed for different points in your cycle, but getting in those plants during your luteal stage for me is probably the number one thing you can do. And yeah, it's about, I think we forget how we don't forget. We're going to, gut health is very much the in thing right now, but we, we know that it is everything and it really helps with our mood and our energy levels and our skin. So it's a really great place to start. And if we're nourish, if we're eating nourishing foods, we obviously want them to be absorbed properly into our bodies. So gut health and ensuring that you're getting in all those variety of different plants is how the two are linked. And the 30 different plants a week is just really to feed those good, good bugs in your gut. Absolutely. I love that. I love that you've got so much good nutrition because it's so founded on everything here. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, one of the biggest issues that I find that women struggle with is stabilizing blood sugar issues and really kind of getting to the root cause of that, which we've talked about a little bit, which is diet. Anything that we should be doing to ensure, I mean, clearly eating plants and, and my recommendation, honestly, and this is from the, you know, the US, so I can say, a, I say a pound of vegetables every single day, a pound of of greens, um, or seven plus eight servings of day as well. Um, but what can we be doing to help ensure that we're regulating our, our blood sugar levels? When it comes to blood sugar, that's usually the place I like to start when it comes to diet, because it's something that is so easy to adjust. And like I said, it is really about looking at your plate and making sure that your macronutrients are balanced and you know you've got your I'm obsessed with fat I think we have been fearful of fat for so long but really it's the the thing that's going to keep those blood sugar levels stable so I like to kind of focus on a healthy fat source first a quality protein source and then the rest of your plate is your fiber and your greens and if you do have a few kind of slow releasing carbohydrates in there as well that is the kind of the first thing you can do to make sure that your blood sugar levels stay stable because we know when we have these peaks and these dips throughout the day that that's just throwing everything else off and when you have things something like PCOS or if you have an issue with estrogen dominance or just the way your body is kind of the way your body is presenting symptoms that might be suggestive of these things we really want to focus on ensuring that our blood sugar is stable and I think just taking it meal by meal is so, so important. It's difficult because I think it's very much in our culture to, to think we can wake up and start the day with a bowl of cereal and some milk. But we forget that if you're starting the day with pure carbohydrates, then that is just going to kind of spike your blood and your blood sugar and you're going to dip later in the afternoon. You know, we see so many women who are exhausted by four o'clock and have to be kind of reaching for the next sugary snack. But if instead you really start your day purely focused on a protein source and a fat source and i really love to do this with a smoothie i'm a bit obsessed with smoothies um even though we're coming into autumn here i'll still have a kind of a freezing cold smoothie um in the morning might not be the best idea and i think we we tend to think that we can just shove a banana in there two bananas in there you know some dates and that's going to be super healthy and for some people it is but i think when you do suffer with an underlying hormone imbalance such as pcos blood sugar and and also because we know that PCOS is so kind of deeply rooted in insulin resistance so we really really want to be making sure the blood sugar is the first thing on our mind as soon as we wake up 
So packing a smoothie full of things like bananas and dates and regardless of them being healthy is still going to spike your blood sugar and throw the rest up and it is a form of stress on your body so i like to kind of start the day with a smoothie that might have half an avocado in and it has a tablespoon of almond butter or or any kind of healthy fat that we can get from plants and then obviously we'll do almond milk i love to seed cycle as well just to support my cycle and to kind of help balance out that ratio of progesterone to estrogen i'm sure your listeners know all about seed cycling and cycle syncing but for me with pcos it's just helped me feel so much more grounded and i have a little bit of routine with what i'm putting into my smoothies so i'll either do a kind of a pumpkin seed or flax seed for my follicular stage And then for the luteal phase, I'll do sesame seeds and sunflower seeds. And it's so, so easy to do that just by putting them in your smoothies. And then, you know, you can add in whatever kind of super foods you like. You could do cacao, maca maybe if you're okay with maca, any kind of green powder, and then getting in your real greens. Because I think it's obviously such an easy way, like you said, to get in one of your seven portions a day to just chuck it in a smoothie. So yeah, that's kind of how I approach balancing blood sugar. I think it's it doesn't have to be super complicated. No, it absolutely doesn't. I just love your recommendations because they are so in line with I, what I believe as well, especially setting yourself up for success out the gate in the morning, I think is so huge. Now my audience, definitely everyone listening, I know you guys have a good sense of what cycle syncing is, but I would love for you, Megan, because you know what, there's definitely people who are listening for the first time here and they're just like, okay, what is seed cycling? What is she talking about, about regulating estrogen and progesterone levels? How can we do that? Can you talk a little bit? Can you speak to it a little bit? I know it's in the book more in detail and I have blogs on it and I have content on it, but still, so I always love to be able to kind of double down on something when we, when we mention it. Yeah, of course. I feel like your audience is super knowledgeable. So seed cycling and cycle syncing. Cycle syncing basically takes the idea that we essentially are different women at different points in our cycle. You know, our hormones are doing different things. So why would you eat and why would you move the same? So for example, from day one to five is when you would menstruate. And this is speaking on a kind of a typical 28 day cycle. So day one to five is your menstruation. And during this time, regardless of your best efforts and how much you really, really put into trying to balance blood sugar and supporting your detox pathways, you still do feel a little bit rubbish. So I think this is the best time to ensure that you are loading up on really kind of amazing anti-inflammatory foods and foods that are warming and grounding and feel like a little bit of a hug from the inside. Um, And in the book, I have tons of stews and soups and curries. In the UK, we're not blessed with amazing weather. So a little bit inspired on that. But it is just the time to kind of really nourish your body from the inside. And obviously, because you're bleeding, you want to be making sure that you're getting in you're replacing iron so we can do this if you are plant-based with sea vegetables and if you're not opting for really really high quality red meat and then you kind of swing round into your follicular phase where you do and it's so funny because so many of us experience this kind of surge of energy towards the end of our periods and then leading up to ovulation where we feel like we can take on the world so i love to kind of promote eating in the same way so eating foods that are light and aren't going to take much of your energy to digest you know i think i, I don't know the exact percentage but i think it's around 10% of our energy we spend on digestion So you don't want to be bogging yourself down in 
digesting your food, digesting these heavy foods. So during a follicular phase, you want to be ensuring that you are eating to support that energy surge. And this is the time as well to be doing. I think it is important to mention that how you move is just as important as what you eat. So you want to be doing, you can kind of go to your HIIT classes or your spin classes in this phase because you have more energy growth. When you are on your period, You that might be the last thing you want to be doing. And then you kind of swing back around to luteal phase. Usually ovulation is around day 13, 14. And then your luteal stage phase is roughly two weeks. It kind of goes up until day 28. And this is the time where we are, aren't feeling great. Um, and we do want to really, really be supporting that rise in progesterone um, that does lead to us then having our period because you're building that the wall of your uterus. And in this phase, I like to think that you've just had all this estrogen from ovulation that you really want to be getting rid of it. So you want to be having as many dark leafy greens as possible, drinking tons and tons of water. Again, fiber is super, super important. Just making sure that you are having those probiotic rich foods. So you are supporting those detox pathways because otherwise that the buildup of these hormones is what leads to you feeling absolutely awful just before your period. And then in terms of seed cycling to support that progesterone, you're doing your sunflower seeds and your sesame seeds. And then the first half of your cycle is pumpkin seeds and flax seeds um, to support kind of estrogen leading up to ovulation. And I think it's so important to note that, again, when I was young and when I was a teenager, I thought the best thing for my body was to be, you know, going to the gym every single day and going to spin classes five times a week. Whereas really, I think I would have done so much better if I had acknowledged my cycle. And even though I wasn't necessarily having a regular as a as a cycle as some people were because of my PCOS being a little out of hand, even just kind of going with the moon phases or having some kind of routine in place would have made, would have allowed me to feel a lot more grounded in that. And that was something I did when I was starting to come off the pill. I kind of looked to cycle syncing and seed cycling just to give me that kind of that guidance. So I didn't feel so out of my body because I think with PCOS, we can really feel that we're not really in tune with what's going on because our hormones are all over the place. And if we're not having a period of where our cycles are a little off, we don't really feel that we're that in touch with our bodies. So seed cycling and cycle syncing is a really, really nice way to kind of get back into touch with our bodies. I love the example that you gave, and I'm so grateful that you went into how we should treat our bodies during different phases of our cycle and really listening to that intuition or listening to that, because you're absolutely right. The last thing I ever want to do in my period is go and do a crazy workout or go into a spin class and just kind of giving ourselves permission to focus on listening to our bodies and kind of setting it up for success, I think is so powerful, especially when we are struggling with something like PCOS. As you mentioned, it can always feel a little disconcerting. We can feel like we're we're not really understanding what's going on with our bodies and that just gives us an opportunity to sync back up with what is going on with our bodies. Yeah, 100%. Yes. The next thing I wanted to ask you is about food and mental health. I know that when it comes to hormonal imbalances, we can feel anxious, we can feel overly stressed, overwhelmed. So a lot of things can be going on. So can you talk a little bit about not only your experience, but what you have found to really be able to support women when they are they are shifting emotions, you know, whether we're we're feeling really irritable or all of a sudden we just feel like we're at that tipping point. Anything that we can do to support ourselves in those moments. 
Yeah, so I, um, and going back to kind of what I discussed at the beginning, when I obviously was really, really struggling with my PCOS symptoms, it came at the same time that I really struggled with my body image and food. So I obviously, like I said, was doing all this exercise and eating very little and couldn't shift the weight, which did lead to me having quite a bad eating disorder. And it's interesting because I think the two kind of come hand in hand when we talk about hormones and mental health. Our hormones do affect our mental health, but I also think that our mental health affects our hormones so I had all this kind of built up feelings about my body and how I viewed food that became very very unhealthy and it led me to have kind of this this quite a long period of time where I would restrict and then overeat and restrict and then overeat and it was I think really did lead to this explosion if you like of my symptoms kind of around that that age 18 mark when I really really noticed things were off and I think what happened is since then I've almost taken the opposite approach to kind of being super super strict and super healthy with everything I ate and then I think that in itself can become a little bit unhealthy. And with PCOS, we're kind of told that, you know, diet is everything. We need to be quitting sugar. We need to be getting rid of kind of simple carbohydrates. And yeah, I completely think that that is probably one, that is the most important thing we can be doing. But I do also think there's a lot to be said for having a healthy relationship with food. And there are so many times where I've reached for a sugary donut and it has broken me out days later. And I think back and I put all the blame on the sugar and I almost expected that breakout. Where in actual fact, I think it's probably the stress linked to the, the sugary donut itself rather than what the effect the donut has had on my body. So I think that when it comes to having an underlying health issue, we put all our focus into it. We put so much kind of stress on that 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 in itself can kind of bring up these symptoms. So for me, I think when it comes to tackling my PCOS, what I've learned is that, and it's <laughs> the names and the, 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 the proof is in the, the book's name, I think it is about having a happy balance. And as long as the majority of your week is full of healthy, nourishing foods, having treats, if you like, I don't like to call them treats because I don't think food should ever be considered as something that we treat ourselves with. But having these moments of kind of happiness and you're you're reaching for the donut because it's going to serve you and it's going to create a happy moment rather than you're reaching for it because you're exhausted or or you need that boost is the way to kind of build a long-term sustainable relationship with food so like i said that kind of that really unhealthy relationship with food is what i i personally think really really triggered a lot of my pcos symptoms and then since then i have learned the way to kind of calm them down is by having a healthy relationship with food and making sure that i'm not stressed about food i think in the book i say i'd rather you have a cupcake than a a kale smoothie on the tube kind of rushing from meeting to meeting and being stressed and we know the stress affects our gut which obviously affects the way we're getting rid of these hormones and the way we're absorbing our nutrients so it really really is important that we are focusing on our mindset and our happiness and how we're approaching these situations rather than getting too bogged down in what the food is doing to us but then I also do think that there is a lot like I have said before a lot that can be done with good nutrition I think it is just about finding that balance I absolutely agree 
And I love that you spoke to cravings and what's really going on with cravings, which I always tell people they're, they're usually addressing an unmet need that we're trying to manage, whether it's fatigue or brain fog or stress, or maybe it's emotional stuff that we're managing. We're just trying to soothe that moment, or we're trying to get that energy back and, and being more mindful. I love how you help to set us up for success there as well. Now, I would love to know where can we get the book? And there's, there's anything else we should should know before we grab the book so you can buy the book on amazon i feel like it's in most of your big book shops over there and then in the uk it's in waterstones and foils um and yeah that's where you can find the book yeah there's tons of kind of healthy smoothie recipes in there that i've kind of obviously been talking about and i recently kind of released a little downloadable guide about fruit-free fat focused smoothies which are the main that i think if you're going to start anywhere when it comes to hormone health and if you do have pcos i think your smoothie is a really really good place to start um and then there i think there are about over 60 so about 60 to 60 five recipes in the book which like I said kind of they throw in an abundance of good foods rather than focusing on the foods that you should take out there is one page in the book on the foods that we maybe should be omitting and the rest is just all about celebrating these good foods because I was so conscious that the young my younger self reading this would be picking up on these kind of negative words around food and that would further kind of stress her out so it is all about abundance and what we should be adding in what I love so much about this book, one, that I love that you also had the, one of my dearest friends, Nicole Jardim, participate in this book with you. And that's how I even heard of it, was I saw that you were on the period party. And you know, so often I have women coming to me and they want to know how to get their bodies back on track, especially with PCOS or any hormonal imbalance to begin with. And my biggest message, and that's why I just, you know, everything that you said, I was like, oh my gosh, we're like, check, 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 aligned, aligned, aligned. It's food is everything and you nail it with, with what is going to nourish our bodies, what is going to help support our hormones, what is going to get us back on track. And Megan, honey, you really have it dialed in so beautifully. And this book, the Happy Balance book, which is exactly what it is. I, mean, I think it is, you know, when we are going through this, this journey and it can feel so hard. I mean, you and I have been there, how hard it's been in those moments. And just thinking the idea of finding this happy balance, this beautiful place where we are getting back to ourselves. We're feeling good again. And for you and I, that journey was nutrition. And hence why it's no surprise. It's such a big staple here in this book as well. So I really want to encourage, you know, if anyone's listening, you guys are listening right now and you've got a friend with PCOS or you're dealing with PCOS and you want true foundation, that's what this is all about. And that's why Megan, I wanted you to come onto the show is because I, I knew that's what you had to offer us. And it felt it was, it's so authentic and it's the real deal. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. My my pleasure. Well, I will have the we're gonna have the links to everything that you talked about, especially the book is gonna be in there. And I just wanna say thank you so much for deciding to take what was a very challenging time in your life in a struggle and turn it into something so beautiful as this where you can serve so many women. Thank you so much. That means the world, honestly. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you, honey. I know it's getting late your time for sure. No but it's late my time. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your brilliance. Amazing. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs> From the moment I picked up Megan's book, I knew that I wanted to interview her. I loved everything about her approach to healing PCOS and healing our hormones. She created a lot of ease and grace in the healing journey, and I believe that is so important. 
I also agreed with her that food is powerful and it is always the foundation for setting our hormones up for success. Now I want to strongly invite you to go and grab her amazing book, The Happy Balance Book. It's going to be in my show notes for episode 135 and it'll be on the website at drmarisa.com slash podcast. I want to thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. Our next episode dives into what it truly means to age in reverse with Natalie Jill. Now, what I love most about Natalie, because she is local and I get to hang out with her often, is that she is literally living proof of aging in reverse. Her energy and her mindset is incredible. And I know you're going to love her as much as I do. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, have an amazing day and go and register for the Essential Oil Hormone Summit. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.